It's episode five of Vinny makes the Hall of Fame case for dot dot dot. Vinny, who's it for? Here's a guy that I've never seen a single person ever make a case for. Me included. And this person, like this is the first time anyone, in my opinion, I don't think anyone has made a case for it. Kirk, have you seen anyone make a case for this person? No. I didn't even know who it was until you told me who, who we were doing a show on. I've never heard of this guy. He doesn't even have his own Wikipedia article. My boss, who was from Oakland through and through, has never even heard of him. So it makes me really wonder, like, who is him? So I did a little digging. Okay, well, hold on. What, who, what's the name? So the people know who we're talking about. The man's name is Wilfred Wilkenbach but better known by his friends as Bill Wilkenbach. That doesn't help us. Who's Bill? Who is this guy? If it wasn't for Bill Wilkenbach, you would have never had fantasy football. All right, cool. All right, so how did this start? How did he create fantasy football? Well, well, before you do that, you got to start with how he was big into fantasy itself. Back in the 1950s, he even created fantasy golf. So this is a man that was very, very big in terms of creating just fantasy sports in terms of a whole. This guy was a pioneer of it. And, but then one day, he was also a minority owner in the Raiders, as you mentioned. But oh. So one day, he okay. was the few of his friends. When was this, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, sorry to interrupt. It was, 1960, it was 1962 in a mm-hmm. hotel room in Oakland, California. Mm-hmm. And he decided in a hotel room in New York city with a cross country trip. And he had and some of his friends, some of the employees said, Hey, I want to start fantasy football. And this is an idea that he had. And with a couple of his friends just decided to draw the rules. And at those same rules that applied then are the same rules for the most part that applied now point spreads, importance for running backs, as well as, you know, the actual value for each person. Everything was started by him in that hotel room. And as a result, he decided back home to create the Greater Oakland Professional Pixton Procrastinators League, or GOPL. <laughs> Sorry, say, okay. say that again there, Vin? The full, the, the full, the full um, thing? Yeah, yeah. The league that he created was called the Greater Oakland Professional Pigskin, Pigskin, Pigskin Procrastinators League, GOPPL, G-O-P-P-P-L. Okay. I know <laughs> it sounds a little crazy. Wow. but right. No, 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 awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, go on. And so the league, what he decided would be something that would consist of eight members, including himself, with, you know, journalists, of that area, the Raiders, as well as also affiliates for the American Football League. And each roster, this was the rule that it had, each roster consisted of, it said two quarterbacks, four halfbacks, means running backs usually, then also two fullbacks as well, four wide receivers or tight ends, either one, as well as um, two kicker punt returners, two kickers, two defensive backs or linebackers, two def- and then two defensive linemen. And the scoring system that he did was based on real-life scoring. Like, if they scored a point, like, if you threw a touchdown pass or a run 
he was 25 points. If there's a field goal, also 25 points. If you get an extra point, it's 10 points. And if you do a kickoff, that's 200, as well as a punt or an interception that was returned for a touchdown. And as of today, it still is around, and it still maintains that same exact scoring system. So, so how did it get from that point in the early 60s to something that blossomed to, to what it is today, like almost a, a billion-dollar enterprise that's probably bigger than most sports? Well, the way it happened was that one of his friends, uh, one of the other people that he founded it with, Andy, uh, Andy Mosalimus, decided to bring it to a sports bar. And the name of the sports bar was called King's X. And he decided, hey, we're going to do a public fantasy league as well. And this uh, spread when, throughout when this word happen, of mouth. When, 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 was, when did that happen? 1969. Okay. Just a few years after uh, the official gospel was founded in August of 19. Okay. 1963. And because of what he did, because of everything, because of Goppel's, um imprint, as well as it being going public, everyone started doing it. They decided, hey, we love this idea. Let's make our own leagues. Uh, 1980, in uh, the Case Western Reserve University in Cleveland, also founded the Indoor Football League, which is also another very old fantasy football league. And decided to form a league after reading the article on that. And it went throughout. A lot of those leagues that started it are still a part of it. And just went further and further and further and further. And as a result, this led to 1997, where CBS started their own fantasy football and then as a result it quickly followed suit then shortly after yahoo started their own free competition and because of just the demand it only kept growing and growing and growing and growing the nfl decided to make their own in 2010 which gave a lot of money for the nfl and gave more interest in the nfl um, as of now, we have over 60 million people in the U.S. and Canada that, 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 that play fantasy football. And they estimate from the Fantasy Sports and Gambling Association that around four to five fantasy participants played fantasy football. Okay, and so, so as this sort of went on, is Bill, was, what was Bill's role in this progression? Or was there one? Bill's role was that... He was someone that helped continue to spread the importance of fantasy football. So really big year later, he was the one that was trying to give it to other demographics all throughout the entire Oakland area. Also, he's not an investor anymore. Um, he got rid of that uh, not too long afterwards. Is Bill still alive, Vinny? No, he died in the 19, he died in 1993 at the age of 81. Hmm. He, um, there isn't as much information about him, but he's just responsible for everything. If, if it was not for what Bill Wolkenbach did on that day in that New York City hotel room, fantasy football would have never been a thing, and the league would have not profited off billions of dollars as a result. What he did, the impact that he left behind is more than many of their sports leagues. 
fantasy football is something that everyone knows. FX, an entire show called The League that was centered True. around fantasy football. All this stuff is responsible for one man. Everything. Okay. Is- so, so here's where it gets her tricky. As you and I both know, the Pro Football Hall of Fame is it's very, very hard to get into. Uh, you did yeah. a great job uh, discussing some of the other contributors. So here we have somebody who's contributing in a way that is that is financially relevant, but not mm-hmm. football relevant. I would argue it actually is football relevant. Okay, good. Please. As much as people want to say otherwise, sports is a business. Professional football is a business. The NFL is a business. The NFL will do whatever they can to maximize their profits to make sure the the game itself grows throughout. And a big way to get people on board to watching your product is by fantasy football. Fantasy football is a big reason why the league itself is still doing well to this day. And it's obviously doing well, but a big reason for that, why that is the case the last 30 years, of course, is because of fantasy football. Fantasy football led to gambling. The big, the, all the... Well, uh, oh, the, whoa, whoa, whoa. Gambling, I think, would have no, 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 no. Let me finish. Sports gambling, that was something that was legalized in many cases. I mean, a, lot, a lot of cases in a lot of states, and a big reason why that was the case was because of the spread of fantasy force, in particular fantasy football. And now you're seeing with the NFL, they're now partnering with places like Caesars. Mm-hmm. Like Caesars now has their name on the Superdome, for God's sakes. Like, I know I'm like kind of... Yeah, 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 like, true, true, yep. Yeah, all this stuff, all this stuff ties back to Wilkenbach for what he did. If he did not do this, none of this would have happened. Uh, something wrong not i don't know i don't know uh okay so so here's my take i mean like i i've loved everything that we've done i've i've been a thousand percent aboard on every one of the ones you you've pushed uh for mm-hmm. this particular one it's in my opinion it's a little tricky as we've got okay I do agree that fantasy football has helped pro football. It absolutely has. I play fantasy football. I wish I didn't. I well, do it because it keeps me in touch with a lot of my ex coworkers. That and also is generating billions of dollars for the leagues and many of these companies. Sure. So, yes. Sure. It, it, it definitely does. Yet, where do we put this in terms of contributors? Because, like, as you will, you've said many times, you, like, and you're the contributor king. Yes, I am the contributor king. You are. You are. <laughs> uh, like, like, you look at, you're an outside-of-the-box thinker, and I love that about you. Mm-hmm. And, which is why we're having this conversation now. But, like, where, oh, do you, yeah. where do you put him in terms of referees, coaches, assistant coaches? It's a real hard pitch. It is a, it is a it is a very difficult pitch, and I'm not arguing with you at all. Considering that, like I said, this guy doesn't even have his own Wikipedia article. You really got to dig deep, dig deep into the you know deep, dig deep, yeah, dig deep into the gutters in order to find a little information right. about him. Right. Well, that's why I like him. 
but that's also a big reason why I like it. Fair enough, yeah, yeah, yeah. A big reason why I like a lot of these guys because barely anyone does any reports on them. I mean, Myself yeah, they're not, the, they're not. They're not the sexy player. They're not the. They're they're not that hot quarterback. They're not like you know. They're not even the the lonely mm-hmm. kicker. They are the guy that never put on pads, but he also did partially own the Raiders. That's one okay. thing. He also helped grow the AFL as a result because it was all throughout people within AFL circles. It also, honestly, I would argue that it probably is bigger than like even some referees even because while I want to see referees very badly. And as you know, I do. But what did one referee do for the game compared to what one person did? That one referee did not give the league billions of dollars in revenue. All right. Okay, fair point. But at the same time, though, pro football, as much as they're entwined with gambling, tries not to be entwined with gambling. Uh, You and I both have talked about Alex Karras. Yeah. And you probably – and he did get into the Hall of Fame – 30, 20 years later than he should have. That guy should have been in in one of the first five ballots. That's how good he was. Right. So now we have a guy who indirectly, you know, it's a gambling thing. Yeah. How does that help him or hurt him? Because I would say, like, he will, I'm going to say that he's just never going to be on the radar. Fair enough, for now. For now, okay. For now. See, the thing is, like, the reason why a Pete person like a, a Wilkenbach doesn't really register in many people's eyes mm-hmm. is because I think way too many have a narrow idea of what it means to truly be on that level of a pantheon. I would say that, you know, it's a big reason why I always look up to, like, inventors, for instance. I mean, if... John Riddell, and I'll get to him later down the line. If he didn't invent the plastic helmet, where would the NFL be today? Hmm. Well, some would argue more safer. If there, we'll, we'll get there. That, we'll get there. We'll, we'll, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I'll I, get there. I don't, I don't want to go down the same, rabbit hole. But at the same time, if there was no fantasy football, where what position financially would the league be in? I don't know, but there was like three, four people I wouldn't talk to as much. <laughs> uh, growing up, like my dad always had his fantasy football leagues with Yahoo and CBS. And he did this back in like the early 2000s. So I'm really, mm. I'm, I've, re- I've known this stuff for a long time. So Vin, lot- do you, Vin, do you play uh, fantasy football? Are you in the league? Uh, I, I have a lot of things going <laughs> like, on. That's, that's an easy question. Nah. I'm not, but at the same time, that's, but that's also fine. Like, I don't need to be a part of no, of course not. No, of course, important. of course you don't. Uh, I'm in one just to keep in touch with people, my ex coworkers. Otherwise, I wouldn't be in one. Yeah, my, my dad does that too. Actually, like he only talks with these guys because of fantasy football. Yeah. No, and this has been a real interesting one. I, I'm not nearly as passionate about this one as. The others that you've presented, but that's okay. 
Yeah, it's fine. Like I, I want people to like be kind of hesitant because at the same time, I'm not, I'm not expecting people to be as passionate for Wilkenbach. People, most people don't know who he is. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't my, know who my, he was. Like I said before, yeah. my boss, who is from Oakland, California, and knows everything about Oakland, California, he doesn't even know about this guy. And if he doesn't know about him, then most people probably don't know about him. Right, so, so, so let me throw this at you. Uh, so just as somebody who focuses on the Hall of Fames and whatnot, yeah. uh, the toy and the toy Hall of Fame, the game Hall of Fame. Love them. Mascot yeah. Hall of Fame. Mascot Hall of Fame. But okay, but the, the toy Hall of Fame, like from the Strong Museum in Rochester. How about for this? Hmm. What do you mean? No, oh, fantasy football being for the Toy Hall of Fame. It's an idea I've thought of, but you know, that also is very liberal in the idea of what a toy is. I mean, the Radio Flyer Wagon is inducted. Tic-Tac-Toe has been nominated. Sand has been nominated. Sand? I think so. Sand? <laughs> is, is sand a toy? <laughs> well, chalk? I could be wrong. I, I wouldn't. I, listen, from what I know with the Toy Hall of Fame, he wouldn't shock me in the slightest. Yeah. You know, but play sand is, is a very well-known thing that people no, play I mean, with. Like, like, why not this for that? I mean, the, it kind of fits, no? It fits, but I have another question. Go ahead. Like that famous meme. Why not both? Oh. <laughs> yeah, it's something that I know that a lot of people don't really, like, you know, mention. But, you know, a lot of these small little things, that even though they may not affect the game, it also does affect the game. A big reason why Jerry Jones, for instance, made the Hall of Fame is, yes, I understand he won three Super Bowls. So you said reason, he made the Hall of Fame? Oh, made it to the Hall of Fame, sorry. Made to the, big reason why Jerry Jones sorry. made it to the Hall of Fame is not really because of the three Super Bowls. The, the number one reason why he made the Hall of Fame is because he, he is the reason why the NFL stayed on top exceptionally well in the last 30 years and also with the brand sponsors that help grow the game throughout and to market more and for commercials that alone is the that's the main reason why he's in the hall of fame and similarly i would argue that wilkenbach creating fantasy football i mean how many people watch football just because of fantasy football there are people that don't know anything about football that follow it because of fantasy football and this has helped grow the game this helped get more eyeballs this has met people become more fans and for all we know it's probably let also many other people decide to become players in their self in themselves granted there's not really any details of people that become professional football players because of fantasy football though comparatively we have had instances of people becoming coaches because of madden for instance but at the same time it definitely did increase. You have whole shows on NFL Network about fantasy football. You have people that <laughs> sign jobs like Matt Money Smith and, and many others to become a part of it because of fantasy sports. And that has been so ingrained with the sport itself. It's almost as big as it. And then none of that stuff would have happened if it wasn't for Wilfred Wilkenbach. All right, fair enough. Uh, any last words on Mr. Wilkenbach? 
I would say if you, I, I would say if anyone thinks this is going to be the only one of these people that are out of the box, weird, and just <laughs> things that no one thought of becoming it. And no, it's not because of low standards. It's quite the opposite. Yeah. Opposite. This guy has created league has generated billions of dollars. In fact, the fantasy football industry. Uh, Kirk, do you want to know how, how much you think the fantasy football industry is worth? Oh God, uh, three billion. Uh, twenty-two billion per year. Yes, oh, at least oh, way, way more than I thought. Obviously, twenty-two billion. This man is responsible for the league making twenty-two billion dollars. Okay, but this, did the league make twenty-two billion off that, or no, just no, the whole thing made professional billion. football itself? What this man did, this this is what he did. This is his legacy, $22 billion per year. Is that good enough? That's what I said. When, okay. when he's responsible for generating that much money and that much interest into the sport, I think that's a Hall of Famer shadow of a doubt. No questions asked. Okay, uh, let me close off with this. Uh, was Because I don't know the answer to this. Uh, was fantasy football... The predecessor to fantasy baseball, fantasy hockey, fantasy basketball. Fantasy football was something that came. You see, Wilkenbach was the person that I said he started out with fantasy golf. You've seen fantasy sports over the years. Even like fantasy football goes back to like the 19th century. I think in 1866 was when fantasy baseball started. But Wilkenbach was one that invented fantasy football. There was fantasy sports for other ones, but he decided, hey, here's an idea. Why don't you be the one that invents it for fantasy football? But 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 ahead of like fantasy baseball and the other stuff as well. No, fantasy baseball goes back further, but fantasy football started in, in 1962 because okay. of this one man. And as a result, his legacy is $22 billion for the whole All sport. Right. All right, fair enough. Okay, cool. What? So, uh, so do you think I swayed you in any way? No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, it's fine. No, no. Well, uh, you put him on my radar, but in terms of the who needs to look at for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, he's hey. not there. Hey, as long as he's on someone's radar, as long as he's on, like, hey, there's this guy. As long as I have that, I'm at least very happy because before <laughs> there were zero people. <laughs> Well, yeah, well, I barely count as zero. But anyway, <laughs> Vinny, thanks so much. I uh, can't wait to see you have uh, come back for next week or next two weeks. Whenever we do this again, yeah. all good. <laughs> Thank you all and stay safe, everybody.